0: Howdy. Welcome to Managing Expectations, the <laughs> podcast. I'm your host Jeff Winger. This is uh, Brian Grimm with me. He's my aide de camp. Sure, my phrasing's a little, <laughs> a little out of whack, is my phrasing. But we're very happy to have you here with uh, what is, for all intents and purposes. Uh, Managing Expectations, episode 33. Um, And if it doesn't turn out to be a 33 and a third, uh, I'll be really surprised. I'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, We, again, want to thank you for uh, hanging in there with us. We've had nothing, nothing but technological and scheduling difficulties. You'd think that uh, this wouldn't be that big of a deal, but... uh, Brian, it's great to see you um, after uh, uh, the fortnight we've had. the long, long,
1: dark pause in the managing expectations history. But it's good to be back.
0: Um, you know, there was, uh, as, as, you, as uh, you may know, uh, I was a comic book nerd growing up. And I learned to hide it uh, when I discovered girls, uh, and I became conversant in other uh, things like rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but there was a time there there was a there was a period where a guy named Archie Goodwin, who was a very good comic book writer, he wrote. Um, uh, uh, with a guy named Walt Simonson, he did, they did uh, uh, a series called Manhunter, uh, which was like this uh, uh, superhero who's like steeped in the m- mystic art. Er, the 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 the, the it's kind of like, like dark of Sh- It was like a League of Shadows kind of thing, you know. But anyway, um, uh, he. Um, uh, Archie Goodwin was the editor of Marvel Comics, and they enjoyed this, a uh, great period of uh, creativity, and like stuff was was just a lot of fun to read. But he was a terrible businessman, and stuff was late all the time. So like you know, I mean like, you know the new, the new issue of whatever was due, and you know you're haunting the comic book store and. Um it, it wasn't as corporate and, and as polished as it is now. I mean, I mean, these days, you know how like a new record will drop on, a, on like on Tuesday and, and, and movies come out on Tuesday. <clears throat> and we're, I know we're you want to talk about pop music today. Um, Springsteen elected to drop his new album, Letter to You and the accompanying uh, uh, Apple TV documentary on Friday, which means I had to wait like an extra three days. So thanks, Bruce. <laughs> but I've heard that it's worth the wait. Uh, it's a, uh, You know, I, I was up really early this morning listening to it, and uh, I, I haven't listened to it all. Uh, but it's terrific. Yeah, it's terrific. Um, it's terrific. Uh, and it, it, um, it sounds good on the first listen to. Uh, some of the best... Recent Springsteen has had to grow on me. Uh, Western Stars had to grow on me, but when it did, it's like, wow, I really love that album. Uh, It's provided some great um, atmospherics for just, like, sweet times with my wife. Um, And um, his album Wrecking Ball, which came out in 2008. No, 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 2012. Wait. Wait. 2008 or 2012 either way it was um it accompanied a uh, obama win um <laughs> i'm i'm sure that springsteen in his 60s at the time really didn't b- deliver the youth vote but um um uh anyway anyway uh these two, 2012 2012 yeah okay well that would make sense uh um really really grew on me that's terrific record anyway um you know you'd haunt your comic book store and you know stuff was just late i mean things would be like weeks late months late and nobody knew anything about it because
1: (laughs) you know because they're they're still working
0: on it yeah and the pentagon was keeping the internet to itself so there were no leaks like that anyway um that just must be a fraction of what our dozens of fans have been feeling waiting for a new managing expectations to hit. Baited breath. Probably hogs breath.
1: <laughs> Wasn't that going to be the name of this podcast?
0: That would be a good hog's name breath. for the, ho- uh, for the podcast, for the hog, for the hogcast. cast. I would like, I would like to call it the managing expectations hog cast. Um, uh, the Hog's Breath Saloon, I think, was the name of Clint Eastwood's restaurant in uh, Carmel by the Sea when he uh, owned that, and then subsequently he became the mayor of the town, probably to because he wanted I don't know speed bumps or something, and then yeah, um, yeah, I
1: think a Hog Hogcast would be would be pretty good. You've, listen, friends, you've heard of a podcast, but have you ever heard of a hog cast?
0: <laughs> uh, do you think that people would think that it's all about uh, the University of Arkansas? Probably yeah, yeah
1: have I told the story about swimming with sharks on this on this
0: podcast at the University of Arkansas no. Does it have anything oh. to do with the University of Arkansas? I'm not yeah. sure it's appropriate material for the hogcast then.
1: <laughs> no, it's a, it's a confusion.
0: Uh, there, I, I
1: worked at a company um, where part of my job was to, I think I've told the story, was to take pay-per-view movie orders over the phone. And then plug them into the computer, go into the person's account, and queue it up for them, and then the satellite
0: would, would shoot it out to them. All right, set this up a little bit because even if you have, because I've forgotten, and so if I've forgotten, everybody, no, every, I mean everybody else has too. So this is in a time before, before,
1: like you said, the Pentagon was hoarding the internet, so people couldn't go online and order a pay-per-view movie
0: so say well, y- so 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 i mean like satellite
1: or cable Sa- this is satellite i worked for a satellite company the the analog satellite dishes so like the big seven foot dishes that are in rural backyards
0: to this day to this day uh okay can i ask a question before uh, I, I, look i i don't want to like screw up your mojo with this no uh with this story uh are any of those dishes still utilized or has everybody gone to a smaller direct TV? Yeah. The, the smaller
1: ones are like a digital service and we'd have to have an engineer, or a scientist to, to explain the difference between the two. But I was just a pay-per-view movie guy. So I don't really know the technology <laughs> other than, other than uh yeah people would have these huge dishes in their in their backyards and and uh they would get their they couldn't get cable in their area so they, that's how they would get you know premium
0: channels okay and and they offered pay-per-view movies pay-per-view movies yes okay so this is like late 80s early 90s uh early 90s early 90s so um if I wanted to see the firm by the John Grisham, I you would. you have to. I would call an eight hundred number. You'd call it in. You'd give your account number,
1: and the guy would look it up and say, "Okay, we're going to be charged, you know, five ninety five, and you're good to go."
0: Okay, so was it like similar to renting a movie from iTunes, where like you had it for a month and you could watch it? As- once you started it, you had 48 yeah, hours. Yeah,
1: because I don't even think you had 48 hours. I think that it was like, it started, it's, it's playing at nine o'clock and we're going to authorize you to view it at nine.
0: Okay. So
1: there, so there was no, I mean, the, these boxes didn't have any storage in them. So it's not like you could store a movie. Um, so I'd have to queue up like the nine o'clock showing of the firm, for example.
0: Okay, so so uh, okay, so I'm I'm sorry, I and it's and I like really wasn't what the only thing I was watching in the early '90s was football and Northern Exposure, so um, uh, so so that that's the thing where like um, uh, if you if you flip through the channel like if somebody has uh, a satellite company now, you'll see like relatively new movies going through. And it'll start at a given time. And, and today you just click on it, but that's when it starts. It's not like you're streaming mm-hmm. it. That's when it starts. So you've got... be on demand. On demand. But not... Yeah. When they demand that you are sitting there watching their movie. Right. Because so So actually, so streaming is like an amazing advancement that I would have missed out on because I didn't know how terrible it was before. Okay, so a guy calls, and what movie, Brian, does he ask to watch?
1: So, okay, so Johnny Mnemonic was the Keanu Reeves movie. That was a big hit at that time.
0: Yeah, was it a well, big hit? It...
1: In, in, at the Netlink pay-per-view call center,
0: yes. <laughs>
1: there are lots of folks watching it? Lots of folks.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Um, so I've got, I've got two stories. So one of them is this, is that I, I'm sitting there, it's, you know, it's a, it's a Friday night and I, and I get a call and answer the call. Thank you for calling NetLink. This is Brian. How can I help? Um, I've ordered a pay-per-view movie and I think that this is the wrong movie that's being shown. I said, okay. Well, uh, what did you order? So let me go into your account, take a look. Okay. Okay. Um, he says, uh, yeah, I ordered.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little sound effects wouldn't have killed us there. Clack clack There's clack clack clack. Hang on, let me <laughs> let me get into your account, sir. Clack 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 clack.
1: Yes, I ordered the movie "Swimming with Sharks," and I have been watching this movie for forty-five minutes, and there are no sharks in this movie, just some men with. So that uses some very foul language. So if you look up the, I think it was like 1995. Kevin Spacey movie, Swimming with Sharks. It's about a young man who works at like some investment bank and swimming with sharks, of course, is being used in a metaphorical
0: sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like so yeah. Uh, boiler room isn't really about the guys who work in a literal boiler room. There, there's there's no steam. <laughs> there's no fire. there's no coal. There's no heavy metal door. I just don't get it. Yeah uh,
1: 45 minutes, not one shark.
0: Well, I dare say he 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 might have gotten 45 minutes worth of some of who knows what. Well, so did you refund yeah. the money or were you were you hard I did. I said, you know, no. mean, right. you know, give give him a credit. Nice. You can enjoy yeah, give
1: give him a credit. Sorry for the confusion. But Which I, by the way is
0: uh, is a level of customer service never matched by Blockbuster uh video rentals. No not no, no, sir. <laughs> that looks like Sorry an expensive that. dog that just jumped in your lap, Ryan. Um, I don't know. I, that's uh, <laughs> that. That looks like a. That looks like the dog that could could keep could keep a guy from rent, renting movies. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, that's a dog worth many late fees.
1: That is a dog worth many late fees, Um, and uh, that dog better live
0: for 20 years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But somehow, I don't think that that's
0: going to happen. So you said you had two stories, and that's just one. The second one is
1: this, is uh, I get a call, and this gentleman is having some uh, reception problems. Your picture's not clear. I go to this channel. It doesn't look good. I go to this channel. I get... Some picture, but no sound. It's it's all over the place, and so we would have a set of troubleshooting steps that we would go through, right? I mean, the basic stuff. Okay, um, we go to go to the, hey, the, Sir. The sh-
0: I need you to turn your printer off and then back on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, like
1: ESPN
0: was for some reason
1: like the strongest. It got the strongest signal for most people. That was like the strongest one. It's like okay, go to go to, to ESPN. I don't remember. Go to sixty five. How's that look? It's it's terrible. It's, you know, I can't see anything. Okay, uh, go to this channel. Not, not it's even worse. Okay, so then we go through the steps. You know, power it down. Check the connection on the back. Check the connection on the television. You know, go through all the stuff. Nothing's working. <laughs> and I say, okay, sir, do me a favor. If you look outside, and you, can you see your satellite dish? Because you know, sometimes they're like you know. 200 feet in the backyard, you know, they can't see it. So can you see the dish? Yeah. Are there any obstructions? Is there is there any snow? I'm in South Carolina. I don't have any snow. OK. Are there any leaves in the dish? Nope. <laughs> nope, no leaves. OK, is there anything in the dish that, that like could be causing a problem? <laughs> Well, there's about a seven foot gator that's laying in the in the satellite dish.
0: <laughs> okay. Is he frequently there?
1: <laughs>
0: I said, I think I think that's your problem.
1: Um, I think I think if you get that gator out of the dish, it's going to clear up the situation. Well, I'm, I don't want to go out there. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I sir. There's, I mean, there's nothing I can do. He says, he says, can you zap him? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hang on, sir. We're gonna have a satellite. We're gonna have a satellite overhead in just about twenty-two minutes.
1: Yeah, just stand by. I'm gonna get off the phone so we can d- divert all of the energy towards the dish. <laughs> it's like,
0: can you electrify the hull of the of the dish? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, Uh, I, I want to go back to the guy copping an attitude about, no, it's South Carolina. Of course, there's no snow. And no, there's no leaves. But you got to, like, press him before he'll say, there's a seven-foot-long alligator, which, by the way, was probably like a four-foot alligator. And I'm not saying that that's inconsequential, but um, having once killed the biggest spider on the planet and then my wife took a picture of it and it turns out it wasn't that big
1: <laughs> it was yeah, when we we're, it it was was were in the
0: philippines right so um uh the young woman who was staying with us uh is uh i, th- I think she she screamed and i i went in and, and had a look at this uh spider and, and it was enormous and i didn't know what i was capable of so like i come running out and i'm i'm sure that i'm loud and gesticulating wildly and i put my boots on because i'm going to war okay so and julene tells this story so much better than i do and um so i put my boots on and i grab the uh the bug spray and like, and i'm like I get ready and I'm like <laughs> and I'm like yell I let out this like primal scream and I'd like douse this thing with uh, with bug spray and uh, my wife caught a picture of it and um, uh, it seems unlikely that it would have required both the boots and the spray and the scream, but, but that's what it got. Anyway, it's funnier when she tells it. What?
1: I, I, so when you said you put your boots on, I was thinking, okay, oh, so you're going to go stomp it out.
0: But well, no, I just look, look. I, and this is this is true, and this is my this is my attitude. I wish this world. uh I I, I long to live in a world for Birkenstock clogs, but that's not this world. This world requires (laughs) boots. It is not a world for Birkenstock clogs, it is a world for boots. And, um, yeah, I ought to, to work.
1: Maybe it's a time to transition to our sponsor. Because it is a world not only for boots, but also for masks.
0: Well, uh, boots and other protections, which is why we're so happy. Yeah, it's why we're happy once again to be sponsored by uh, Mrs. Winger Makes Masks. Everything you need to know about Mrs. Winger Makes Masks is now available at MrsWinger.com. That's m r s w e n g e r dot com, and uh, you know you go out into the world and you wanna you wanna look stylish. Uh, you wanna wear a mask that's effective and comfortable, and um, uh, they're stylish in the sense that they're um, many different colors, many d- different designs, many different. Uh, aesthetic uh, choices, sartorial uh, decisions can be made with these masks. They're effective in that they're two-ply. They're cotton on the outside, muslin on the inside, and then there's a flap. If you want to be extra careful, you can put a filter in between. Uh, They're comfortable. They're cotton. They've got great cotton um, straps that go around your ears um people I, you know i i think it's a little bit of hyperbole but not a ton uh when they say that um it's a life-changing mask so uh mrs winger masks uh feel good look good be good uh wear a mrs winger mask and uh, we thank mrs winger for uh her continued support of the managing expectations podcast and um um, we, we congratulate her on uh, launching her, uh, website. Very professional sounding website. Well, it doesn't just sound, it looks, it's, it's a per- lifelong. Much like, the, <laughs>
1: much like the masks. Yeah. They don't just sound good. They look good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: um, you, you mentioned that they're made out of cotton. You remember the, the cotton, commercials
0: from the 80s and 90s oh man it's the fabric of your life and uh didn't uh Aaron Neville sing that those are really yeah. effective those are really effective yeah yeah um yeah and I'm I'm a little con- well you were you going someplace with that
1: nope okay I just I, I just you're you're right that they that they were effective commercials and you know uh, here it is tw- 25 years later, still thinking about it, like 35 years later.
0: I reckon so. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah. Uh, the look, the feel of cotton, the, look, the feel of cotton, the fabric of our lives. Yeah. So, um, uh, Aaron yeah. sounded a, l- a little better, but uh, I wasn't was really good. singing, was Brian. <clears throat> I know, uh, yeah, I know, you know, good singing when you hear it. Uh, uh and you want to talk about some pop music but um, now I'm coming I'm kind of conflicted because I do hear that uh, cotton is especially difficult on the environment but I, I don't know what would make it worse than wool or polyester or uh, you know anything else that we wear in the modern day um, you know goat skin I, I you know I, I really don't know um, I, I'm, not take wearing a
1: goat's, a, I'm not wearing it I'm not wearing a goat skin mask. I'll tell you that right now.
0: Well I I, I don't think Mrs. Winger uh, has that in mind for her um, uh, <laughs> spring lineup. She's gonna try, when she'll, I I don't know that she's talking to Anna Wintour about uh getting some into exotic, the, getting some exotic into exotic
1: fabrics. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh but you know what since since the podcast uh nope uh since the uh website's gone on we've we've had we, there's been some biggish uh orders so that's that is exciting and I, it's just it's a delight to see my wife doing well and especially since it's uh it's essentially a side gig um she's 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 just a she's a remarkable woman also, not for nothing, but she's put up with me for all these years, and for that, she's a friggin' saint. Um, hey, we got we got some listener feedback. Oh, I love feedback. Uh, not so fast. So, uh, uh, apparently, some people think that we have uh, an NPR kind of vibe. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't hear it either. Psh. I know, pshaw, right? <laughs> and um, uh, apparently I said, uh, I made the claim that I hadn't bowled in 35 years, which is true. But um, uh, this particular listener who I happen to work with says that I look like a bowler. So no, So <laughs> that essentially I've lied to my listeners. Which is not true. That is a despicable lie. I, I'm that's
1: that's not that's not really feedback, that's just like insult. somebody trying to
0: Yeah. Yeah, she, insults. She's from New York, so I, I think okay, she's actually fine. trying to I think she's trying to be nice to me. Um this is this is what uh yeah. Uh I said, um, well, I may look like a bowler, but nobody gets to my quarterback. Yeah, that's what I say. All right, so you, you you did you watch um oh boy. Oh boy. Uh y- you were talking about um a Gogos uh documentary. Did you watch it? I haven't watched it um I haven't watched it yet.
1: Um but you know, over the summer um, I think Showtime has a documentary and I think it's just called The Go-Go's. Um, and I, I watched the trailer. I read a re- review about it and it's, it seems to, it seems to be pretty good. Um, and it just got, got me thinking that there are a couple of really great Go-Go's songs. Um, and I thought that, I think that, uh, Vacation is just a great pop song. Um, and so I was just thinking about, okay, what, what makes a good pop song, um, over the years, you know, what are some great pop songs?
0: And so I thought we could talk about a little bit about that. Okay. Well, um, get on with your bad self.
1: (laughs) Okay. Agree or disagree. Uh, vacation is a great pop song.
0: Vacation is a great pop song. It's, it's on, um, uh a ridiculous the number play- of playlists that i've made for myself uh over the years. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that. that song when it came out um in i'm guessing 82 um maybe you know maybe 83 i, I don't really know um uh uh, so the Go-Go's were interesting. They came out of L.A., uh, actually out of the punk scene. If you can even imagine mm-hmm. uh, the Go-Go's and X playing in Black Flag, the Dead Kennedys, all of these guys were playing the same places. Um, uh, but uh, when I, no, I think Vacation is a terrific song. Um, it's 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 peppy. Um, no, it, it's tight. It's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, w- I wish that, uh, friend of, uh, managing expectations, uh, 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 Chris Levine was with us because Chris is actually out of LA and, uh, was a kid when all of that was going on. Um, um, you know, I, you know, it, it took a while for it to get to Denver where where I was. Um, let's see. Um, um, you know, there were a lot of people, I, like, I, I know that a lot of, the Go-Go's didn't get a bunch of, get the same respect that a lot of bands got because um, they were chicks, um, which seems hugely unfair. Um, Our Lips Are Sealed, We Got the Beat, uh, I think "Head Over Heels" is a terrific song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. got it's got that uh, zippy little piano at, at the beginning. Uh, we should really look into whether or not at some point whether or not we're. I think that we're allowed. Well, actually, Chris Levine says uh, it depends on the label and the artist, maybe, but you can play thirty seconds of a lot of things
1: yeah it falls into fair use fair use, right?
0: yeah, but others are like kind of tight about it, and they don't really let you hmm. so I, and and when you when you posed oh okay, so um you probably don't want me to tell the story about going to the go gos concert in uh at red rocks um uh in the eighties i mean if if you imagine um uh uh i mean it was just like this uh i I, as i remember it through through the fog of many many years and and other fogs um there was just a lot of young women dressed up in like the oversized t-shirts that were like hanging off a shoulder and um yeah the, the ponytail out of the side of the head and um you know, earrings that looked like click clacks uh, h- hanging from their ears and, uh, you know, a lot lot of pastels, a lot of primary colors. I, I, not pastels so much as primary colors, uh, blues mm-hmm. and yellows and, and whatnot. So um, all of that uh, uh, was totally a part of it. So um, the Go-Go's left, uh, I mean, whatever was in their hearts, I mean, their music wasn't punk. Um, by the time I, I and by the time they were national, um, and, um, uh, their, their fan base were not punks, which is probably what made it such a fun show. Um, I I don't, you know, I don't even know if I told you, but I mean, about the time, I mean, it was within a couple of years and also at Red Rocks, uh, I, I, I'm watching the English beat, um, and I I was down in front and there's like all these jerks slam dancing and like that was, that was their thing, you know? And so like, you know, I I mean, I look, I don't know exactly what the song was, but I mean, uh, the beat weren't that kind of band. They weren't a band that,
1: um, warranted throwing yourself into another person.
0: Yeah. 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 And, um, this guy like keeps throwing himself into me, and he was like making me so mad, and it was like seemed so provocative, and it's like it's like I'm either gonna have to fight this guy or whatever. And he's like, he's like, I'm like, hey, why don't you knock it off? And then um, he used some salty language, Brian. I'm not gonna lie to you.
1: At a Red Rocks concert. <laughs> at a at a,
0: at a concert, I'd like to know where his father was, um, and uh, just said, look, if you know, if you don't like it you can just get out of here and uh you know it 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 seemed like one of those uh big decisions in life where I thought uh you know what he's right I'm not gonna I'm not gonna convince all these knuckleheads to uh act like a human being so uh I got out of well I mean I I stayed till the end of the show I mean I I paid good money for the ticket but um you know that's kind of when I stopped well you know and my friend Rob who's in a rock and roll band right um, mm-hmm. he, uh, uh, you know, I mean like, so, uh, we're in the, we're in a club in Seattle and, uh, you know, we're, 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 sitting off on one side and like, I gotta like walk all the way around, uh, like the dance floor pass, like through, through a bunch of other tables to just to get to the restroom and back. So like in getting to the restroom and back. I got a, I, I, you know, I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm nearly in three fist fights just trying to go take a leak. And so, so, uh, you know, I come back and I'm like, what you do for a living is, is rough work. He says, well, you know, and, I, and he's like, what do you mean? And I told him that the exact same thing I just told you. And, and he says, um, uh, what do you say? He said, uh, yeah, that's that's not what I do for a living. I mean, that 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 happens down there, but it's different for, for us up here. It's like, oh well, you know, good for you. Anyway, um, rock stars Jeff live a different life than we do. I don't
1: know if you knew that or not. So, but wow. some of the things are different that like, we go through. It's different for them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, this is kind of telling. So. Um, So in high school, uh, and this may not surprise uh, anyone, uh, I had two really close friends uh, that I went to high school with. And one of them is my friend Rob, who I just mentioned. Uh, The other one was my friend Bob, uh, who, um, um, uh, sad to say, is no longer with us. But uh, he was, he, he, I mean, he was a funny guy. And, and I mean, it's always, it was always Bob and I going back and forth with one another. And I think Rob was just, um, I think he was happy that, uh, I think he was happy that we, we, li- we were friends with him, you know, and he was a loyal guy. And I think that we, he I mean, our incessant, opinionated rantings and ramblings would just amused rob to no end well so anyway so so over the years like we've gone to shows and like rob will get us in and i always kind of feel bad about it you know so like i'll buy you know i buy the records and like sometimes like at shows i'll like you know whatever buy a t-shirt or buy a poster and uh Bob's like that's stupid, and so so uh, Bob's wife <laughs> feels the same way that I do, you know, and she's like buying stuff. It's like, what are you buying that? It's like, well, you know, I just want to support the band. It's like the band's fine. So <laughs> I, I was telling, I was I, so I talked to Rob for the first time in months and months. Um, and by the way, right before we started recording, I got a text from him. Um, he he just watched the Springsteen documentary, and he says it's just great, just great. Mm. So. Um, uh so when you're done listening to the managing expectations podcast watch uh springsteen's letter to you on apple plus television whatever they call that what do they call
1: after your second after after your second listening to the managing expectations podcast because there's some gems that you might not get on your first time through that's right so go, go ahead and listen to it twice and then watch uh uh, letters to you letter to you on, it's just one letter let watch letters to cleo
0: <laughs>
1: on apple prime tv plus
0: watch a l- letter <laughs> to jillian on her 37th birthday it's me margaret margaret wait is that something else uh the letter by nicholas sparks <laughs> uh so um oh so anyway so bob would say rob is rich and like so i'm talking to rob and 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 um and uh i mean look i i mean my friend rob and his band are successful beyond um certainly their expectations they've managed their expectations and uh you know they've played for you know, important people and like, uh, you know, it's interesting. Like they taught, he and uh, the drummer, Brian, uh, were talking to me about meeting the Clintons um, several years ago. Yeah. Apparently Bill Clinton is just like this incredibly engaging, charming guy. And um, like, I mean, it's just like a charisma. I mean, it's probably a good thing for the world that that guy's main uh, drive in life was, you know, just like one big scooch hunt, uh, instead of like, you know, world domination or you know putting people into camps and stuff. Um, but I mean, or being a con man. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I'm. I'm sure. I as you know, if if my understanding of the Clinton Foundation is. Is accurate. He's done okay for himself. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. But apparently, once you're the president, oh, you know what? It's interesting. So I read David McCullough's book on Truman, right? Now, the world mm-hmm. was a different place in, when would it have been? 52. So Eisenhower beat Truman in 52. No, 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 no. Tr- Truman didn't run again. So Truman uh, took over for, um, what's his name? Roosevelt in 44, stood for election in 48, was down the whole time. Remember the famous uh, Mm -hmm. photo, uh, Dewey defeats Truman in the Chicago Mm -hmm. Tribune? The Chicago Tribune was like this ultra, it was a very conservative newspaper newspaper run by uh a, an old rich guy named uh, i think he's they called him Colonel McCormick um and um uh so it was especially uh joyful for Mac, for Truman that uh the tribune of all newspapers got it wrong uh because um uh they Because, you know, he was always a a pain in the neck. Anyway, he didn't run again in 52. It was Adlai, a guy named, uh, the Democrats ran a guy named Adlai Stevenson. Adlai Stevenson uh, against Eisenhower. And Eisenhower beat him. And um, uh, what's that have to do? Oh, and then Truman goes back to Independence, Missouri. uh, A suburb of Kansas City. And just like lived a normal life. He didn't... He didn't have a, an ostentatious life. And uh, I'm not sure that that has been true of any president since. Eisenhower, didn't, uh, did, to be fair, didn't live long after leaving uh, the White House. Kennedy didn't live at all after the White House. Uh, Johnson didn't live long after the White House. Um, Who that bring us to? Nixon. Nixon lived a long time. Gerald Ford lived a long time. Did I ever tell you that I, we visited friends in Beaver Creek up in Colorado? And um, they had the job of house-sitting for rich people. And so the rich people were gone, and so we went over for dinner. And um, uh, uh, the neighbor was Gerald Ford. So there was like a Secret Service guy on the street. Well, I mean, in a, in a car cool. on the street, yeah. Yeah. Beaver Creek is a really, really cool town. You like it?
1: I do. It's it's really pretty. Uh, we've gone up there a few times in the summer, and um, what was his second wife?
0: Ford's? Ford didn't have a second wife. What was his first wife? Betty Ford, with whom you should is have... Is she famous? With, with whom you should have some familiarity, Brian. Is she famous for something? She is. Yeah. <laughs> she, she is. Uh, Warren Zevon's got a song called uh, uh, Detox Mansion. I've, I've been raking leaves with Liza. Me and Liz cleaned up the yard. It's hard to be somebody. It's hard to keep from falling apart. Down at Detox Mansion, we learn these things by heart. Um. Anyway, um, uh, and what's that, and what's that song about? (laughs) Well, Brian, it's about going to a mansion where you enter into detox. So it's really, it's really some, uh, clever wordplay there. Yeah.
1: No, uh, there were like a couple of like, uh,
0: uh, by the way, Brian, did you, did you just, what did you tell me? You just, you've been sober eight years been eight yep okay big deal all right keep going yeah 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 thanks
1: for thanks for bringing it up
0: (laughs) (laughs) just keeps getting better doesn't it buddy
1: every single day (laughs) (laughs) um I forgot where I was going. well, I was, I was there, telling I was
0: talking about Rob there, okay, so Bob says Bob says, Rob's rich, and uh and Rob thought that was hilarious. he's like, of course he thinks that. and um because Bob had a job with the government, so he like had well, i i i I'm real, I'm sorry to say, a job for life since he was working there when he died, but um uh, see I, I said, I said, I put you on the scale. Of uh, Bob says you're rich and I just think you're happy that you don't have to work with the bank at, at the bank which is like his first job out of college and um, <laughs> so I I think you're probably somewhere between there and um, uh, he was willing to agree to that uh, he's somewhere between happy that he's not working at the bank and rich um, which you know that ain't, that ain't poverty Um, right yeah you uh so i think you were talking about your second home in beaver creek brian
1: no not my second home in beaver creek
0: no there's a couple of
1: uh uh, parks that are there that have like a walking garden and things like that that uh betty ford set up and um it's they're they're gorgeous i mean it's it's a nice walk um it's kind of away from a lot of the tourist type stuff but it's 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 really pretty so if you're up in beaver creek check it out
0: Okay. Well, uh, more Texans are in the vicinity of Beaver Creek all the time. Uh, it's, uh, so the, um, uh, uh, the German, the German expression for the life of Riley for having it made just made in the shade. Okay. Is, um, is, uh, hang on a second. I can do this. Uh, We got we got im Frankreich Leben, uh, which is, um, to live like God in France. I know how fancy is that? Uh, pretty fancy, yeah. What which which really sums up the Texans' attitude towards Colorado, uh, the 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 average Texan dreams of, uh, having it made and being able to live in Colorado and um you know I'm from there and uh That's, yeah like uh our,
1: our fr- friend of the program Jared
0: yes yes who um who may be in exile until he breaks down and buys an Apple device I don't know what the deal is with his tech but uh you know he, he you know he I yeah he's my friend I've known him longer uh, but you know, obviously, um, uh, and and you're very sympathetic about him wanting to get his life in order. But I am just, I, I between him and Dropbox, I am ready to take hostages.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, Colorado is a great place to come visit if there's going to be anything left of it after this year's fire season.
0: You know, I didn't I didn't know anything about that until. Uh, uh, again, my old friend Rob, uh, said something and which is funny because my old man, I talked to, I talked to my dad. Uh, he hardly passes up an opportunity to talk about, uh, some, some sort of existential crisis. Uh, apparently if, uh, apparently he was unable to, uh, connect it back to, uh, the current president of the United States. And so, uh, maybe dad just like gave it a pass. Um, all summer long, we uh, people in Colorado were complaining about the uh, California fires, but this time uh, they're much closer to home.
1: Yeah, the uh, um, so in two thousand four we had a, a huge fire, and it was like the biggest of the state's ever had, and it was like two hundred thousand acres burned. This year we've had four fires that are a comparable size. And two of them are burning right now and they're about like like about ready to meet up. I think they're ten miles apart from each other.
0: I gotta think that when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of acres, ten miles is that, not very far. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a number five pencil. Right. Um Yeah, so
1: so we're expecting, you know some cool i mean it's cold here right now and it's 30 degrees but we're expecting some moisture to hopefully help but it's been it's been something else it, i think that and <clears throat> all summer long um i mean it's the smoke i'm i'm used to the smell of smoke i mean it used to be i'd go outside and it's you not like man there's I, fire someplace that's bad
0: i bet you are panama red Uh uh-huh. <laughs> 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 what wait what did, did you just say something what were we talking
1: about?
0: Okay. <laughs> so, so a guy I work with, um uh just loves to meet the parents. Oh, and Pete. Pete Pete Jens, who's been on the on the podcast. We talked uh, baseball. And in fact I've been tempted to have him back on to talk about um um uh, The pitcher, who uh, Joe Gibbs, uh, Josh, what's the name of the pitcher? Bob Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson. Bob Bob Gibson. Yeah, I should should be able to remember that. You and I both have a friend named Bob, who, yeah, Um, something funny. Nope. (laughs) You and I both have a black friend named Bob, so (laughs) I should. There you go. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) You know. You know what? If Bob Gibson had let a pitch like that hang hang in the air, it would have got whacked out of the out of the park too. Uh what do they say I I've said this before. Bob Gibson would like brush his grandma back if she was crowding the plate. Yep. Yeah. Um uh anyway, um uh Pete loves meet the parents and so I mean like he will drop he would just drop uh uh a ref- just these obscure references you know like i bet you can panama red comes in a lot um and i don't even window. okay so like so what was the deal like in the 70s this was like an imp- i mean i honestly don't know how this works i mean i know panama red is like a a type of marijuana uh, but uh, uh i guess it was grown in panama and imported is that how it worked i don't really know i honestly don't know Uh, it's a it's a it's a strain of marijuana. Okay, yeah. and there was also there also as a ch- when I was young, they would also speak of Maui Waui, which which sounds so stupid now. It sounds like a gimmick from Arrested Development. Meet <laughs> you down at the big yellow joint. The big yellow joint. The big yellow joint. <laughs> Maui Waui
1: kind of sounds like a like a a fruit drink for kids
0: yeah or an energy drink same thing yeah 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 um but do you remember
1: panama reds in denver like the nightclub
0: not really no what was it like what was it like going there brian
1: i i never went i was too young but they would they would they would run ads for it on the radio all the time panama reds and you know you could have all all kinds of fun on a wednesday night for their happy hour specials or whatever I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, okay, I think, I think that it was like in Aurora at like Havana and Parker,
0: I think. Which seemed like about a three-day trip when I was young. I mean, like, yeah. (laughs) Um, And and now it takes like, what, a half hour from Southwest Denver? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Do you remember Shepler's?
0: Sure. Are they still? So, are they not in business anymore?
1: No, it's, I think it's it's gone. Um, but we would go there every year. Because well, they t- special... tell our
0: listeners what Shepler's is. It, it, it's it's an out, oh. It's a it's a Western and mountain outfitter, right? So if you
1: wanted to, to go to a place where you could get, you know, a Stetson hat, some boots, some Levi Strauss blue jeans, or a rattlesnake head in a snow globe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? That last one uh, seems awfully specific, Brian. Is there something you'd like to show our viewers? <laughs> okay, so it's like. Shepler's <laughs> has everything. They have, they have blue
1: jeans, <laughs>
0: cow- cowboy boots, wranglers. Lee and Levi Strauss.
1: Uh, <laughs> a rattlesnake head in a snow globe.
0: <laughs> and they had that thing where the vest has synthetic ties ar- <laughs> around the edging. <laughs> okay, uh, hopefully that sounded like uh, Bill Hader doing Stefan. Because that's what Brian it was did. doing. And I felt like I really had to jump in there and do the voice. It, yep, it, it did to me. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, NPR Weekend, with our hip references yeah, to a to a sketch that hasn't been on Saturday Night Live in seven years. Listen, we talked about
1: Gerald Ford's wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Go-Go's, who are as old now as Betty Ford was when she founded the clinic.
1: And the Stefan reference, I've never heard any NPR show that featured those three things
0: uh, yeah, it's hip and relevant. We may need to think about getting a um, millennial girl back on um,
1: so so Shepler's was a western story yeah because you could, you could it sure was. You, you, you could get you know a bull whip if you needed it. cattle prod okay. You couldn't
0: get a cattle prod. I don't know. I, I saw one. Okay, well,
1: so we would we would we would go we would go there every year here's... because they would have a sale, they would have a sale on Levi's jeans, and that's what my dad wore was Levi's, and so my every year he'd get three new pairs of Levi's. Really, it seemed like the drive from Littleton to what's now the Denver Tech Center, it seemed like it was forever. I was a kid, and I was like, we're going to Shepherds? Oh, that is so far. <laughs> no. Again? And it just seemed like it was like in the middle of nowhere.
0: Okay, that story will mean nothing to anyone, but it, that, that, that story is golden for me. And I'll tell you why. First of all, how amazingly um, uh, sensible was your old man to uh, delay gratification once a year. He would go buy three pair of pants. And what else does he need? Right. I mean, yeah, whether he needed to or not really on sale Oh, yeah, for the on sale. Because of the sale. Yeah. they the, the, on sale. The Shepley sale. And of course
1: he needed a new pair of Levi's. That's that's all he wore.
0: He wore them to work? He wore them to work. Did he wear them around the he house? Wore them around the house.
1: I mean, if you think he had a pair of, like, original penguin khaki shorts,
0: you'd be mistaken. <laughs> Would he wear a t-shirt around the house? Oh wait, you t- you, you actually t- you said this once. Yeah.
1: Not infrequently, it was button-up shirts. Yeah. Winter time, the sleeves were down. Summertime, the sleeves were rolled up.
0: Oh. a Sensible guy. Uh, yeah. No, in my family, uh, if we needed pants, we just went and bought pants, whether we had money for it or not. That's why. That's why we have credit cards. Um, uh, very interesting. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just the, the degree to which, um, no, I, I mean, I went to, I went to some parties in Aurora, Aurora, uh, for the uninitiated is a sprawling Eastern suburb of Denver, um, which, um, uh, I don't know. It's not, it's not the worst, but it's not the nicest. Um, Yeah. <clears throat> It's Aurora is huge now. Well, sure. Is
1: it... Is there's, it a lo- there's a lot of houses. Is
0: it similarly not the nicest and it's not the worst?
1: Yeah, there are parts that are great and there are parts that are not.
0: Okay. Well, there it is. So, uh, yeah, no, I remember uh, driving home as a teenager and uh, was met by mother. And... Um, yeah, she, okay, first of all, I shouldn't have driven home from Aurora because um, um, I was really tired and mom's reading me the riot act and I kept falling asleep and she insisted I was past passing out and I was certainly not passing out. It was really late and I was really tired, uh, but I was in fact falling asleep uh, when she was giving me a lecture and, and you probably had a big meal <laughs> I probably did probably <laughs> had a lot of starches you know it was really sitting heavy maybe had some dairy on top I don't know I can't really remember cuz I was so sleepy but um yeah I you know I look I, I I'm not telling that story cuz it's so cool but Uh, It it was stupid. It's stupid things that teenagers do. It is. It is. PJ O'Rourke said (laughs) um, giving money to Congress is like giving whiskey and car keys to teenage boys, Um, which is hilarious and insightful in in both Congress to insightful into uh, both Congress and uh, uh, teenage boys. So yep um all right well listen we've been at this a little bit i I, i'm i'm actually kind of sorry we didn't talk more about uh the go-go's um because i think from there uh there's some really interesting pivots uh that could have been made Uh, i I think that there were some um chick singers to come out of the punk movement um the 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 the, the punk explosion i mean chrissy hind in the pretenders Deb- Debbie Harry and Chris Stein in Blondie, those guys made some great pop songs. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you you look at a Blondie album and you think this is going to be, like, really um, rough stuff. And it wasn't. And, and Heart of Glass was kind of a disco hit. Um, right. But then, but then other songs were just great, really beautifully crafted, you know, Three-minute pop songs, um, uh, and I'm like thinking of like I don't I don't know I'd have to look it up, but like Kung Fu Girls and um, um, Picture This is one of my favorite songs, probably made more more of my own personal playlists um, than um, Vacation. Um, she uh, she sings uh, I will give you my finest hour. The one I spent watching you shower, uh, which is that was a great line. Um, and then uh, uh, Dreaming is, is a good pop song. You know, it was a bigger hit, but I don't think it's as good as Picture This. Anyway, mm-hmm. but, but all anybody ever thinks of is Call Me for the uh, American Gigolo soundtrack. But um, yeah, Blondie was a much better band than that. Anyway, more about this next time. So uh, hopefully producer Jack can uh, get this out uh, in time for uh, Christmas release so that we're uh, uh, eligible for the Academy Awards. Um, maybe in conclusion, you'd like to say uh, another word about our sponsor?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, there's a new website up where you can find affordable, comfortable, effective, and stylish masks, Mrs. Winger.com. MRSWENGER.com.
0: <laughs> Brian, dot com. mask. I want to thank you for explaining the website so that people don't think it's Mrs. com. <laughs> What 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 did I do? What, was
1: I uh, was I doing a thing?
0: You weren't you not you weren't intentionally doing a thing. All right, so mrswinger.com. dot You said mrswinger.com. dot com.
1: Yep. Uh, wear a mask. We we didn't like wear a mask save a life. We liked wear a mask.
0: Don't be a jerk. <laughs> Don't make me ask. Just wear the mask. Yeah, that's better. And it's a little bossy, but, uh, you know, yeah. Okay.
1: Well, we live in some times where some people just need to be told what to do.
0: Um, you know, uh, Big Man on Horseback isn't as much fun as it uh, was a few years ago. So let's see how things go. Anyway, yeah. this is... This has been uh, episode thirty-three of the Managing Expectations podcast. For those of you listening at home, listening with, uh, listening with your parents, uh, listening on the way back from Houston, uh, listening on uh, the journey through the uh, over the Continental Divide, we want to thank you very very much for being with us. Uh, We look forward to uh, speaking to you again on the next uh, sizzling uh, episode of Managing Expectations. This is uh, Jeff Winger on behalf of uh, Brian Grimm. Peace out. Let's go to work. Out. Hey.